1: Salute to Knicks Nation, CP from NYX Van TV here, and today's podcast is brought to you by Scotch Porter Men's Grooming Products. As you guys know, this is the grooming products that I use for my beard. I particularly use their Premium Beard Wash, Conditioner, Balm, and Serum, and I just love how it makes my beard feel, man. It, it feels soft, it's shiny, it's smooth, it smells great, and most importantly, they use all natural products. And for all Knicks fan TV, the podcast listeners, you can get free shipping on all orders on $50 or more. And also, they always have sales on their beard collections. So, definitely check it out. You're going to want to go to www.scotchporter.com slash hashtag KFTV. That's scotchporter.com slash hashtag now, your host, C.P., the NY Fanatic. Here we go. Friday night, Knicks. Salute to Knicks Nation out there worldwide, wherever you guys are watching from. Hope all is well and that you're healthy and happy. Today's episode of our NBA Draft Prospect Breakdown, we're going to talk about Killian Hayes, J. Ellis. All right. Killian Hayes, who plays for ULM out of Germany one of the top point guard prospects coming into this 2020 NBA draft. And on today's show, we're going to talk with Ethan Piota. He writes for the Pro- Prospect Podcast, an up and coming talent evaluator. And tonight we're going to talk to Ethan about his thoughts on Killian. He's pretty high on him. So, uh, Ethan, how you feeling tonight, man? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Yeah, pretty good okay. all things considered, man. All things considered, yeah. always good to still talk basketball given the, uh, you know, the difficult times that that's going on in the world right now. So just a just a welcome distraction, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Needed at this point. Absolutely, man. So yeah, so give us your your thoughts so far. Let's educate the audience on on who is Killian Hayes.
2: Right. So, you know, <laughs> as, you know, Knicks fans out there probably are thinking international point guard you know uh, Frank Ninikina, you know that kind of thing. Um, but I'm t- I'm here to tell you right now that this is a completely different situation. Killian Hayes for me has the is probably the most intriguing prospect in this draft. Uh, he's got you know first of all when you look at his his size six five two fifteen combo guard that jumps out right away. He's got an NBA ready body already. Uh, And he reminds me a lot of D'Angelo Russell in the way that he plays on offense. Uh, He's got such a wide range of, uh, you know, just ability on the offensive end, whether it's as a distributor, uh, whether it's as a scorer on all three levels. And that's something that he's really been progressing with, um, especially in this last year uh, with Radio Param Um in Germany, is becoming a better scorer and uh, becoming a better outside shooter. And that's something that has gone way up this year, something that's caught a lot of scouts' eyes, something that's caught my eye. Uh, and he's the kind of shot creator, the kind of playmaker that would fit perfectly with what the Knicks are building right now.
1: JLC's averaging 12.8, or average if their season's over, 12-6, and 50% right. from the field, 40% from three. Like that. <laughs> got got to like that you know the def desperately needs some some uh some shooting on this team for sure and it seems like as Ethan is saying he he certainly improved uh Ethan what do you think where do you think there's areas that he struggled for ULM this year uh you know and
2: uh in is one of the probably 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 the worst team in uh in the league this year uh not a good record at all so there's questions about that uh i'm kind of neutral on killian as a defender I brought up that D'Angelo Russell comp. I do think he is a, a better defender than D'Angelo Russell, or at least will be in the in the NBA. Uh, just based off that, you know, you look at his body type. Again, six five. Uh, he's not going to get destroyed on switches. Um, he's not going to get blown by. He's explosive. His measurables are all there. Um, but you know, as far as weaknesses go, uh, he's still 18 years old. He's still going to be 18 years old when the draft process uh when, when the draft process is all said and done at least we think you know we, we don't know anything with this virus going on right now yeah. um but he's still going to be 18 years old at least in july uh so he doesn't really know how to use that body to his advantage yet Six five two fifteen. sometimes when you're looking at him on the perimeter he's getting pushed around a little bit which he should absolutely not be uh what? you know that which actually not be happening with smaller guards mm-hmm. and just you know really feeling himself out uh cutting down his turnovers and then another big thing with me is that, um, you know, he's, he's got he's got to uh, assert himself more on offense. One of the reasons that um, ULM almost so bad this year uh, is that, you know, Killian kind of took a backseat to a lot of veterans on the team. And being 18 years old, that makes perfect sense. Yes, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you want to see him more often asserting himself on offense uh, there was a, a lot of stretches in games that I watched where he would go invisible sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's kind of just a thing where I think it's going to be easily corrected as he just uh, you know feels into his way uh, as a player and as a prospect.
3: Yeah, go ahead, he's, only go ahead, he's only eighteen, so you expect that. You know, there's a lot of room to grow. So, yeah, I'm with you. I feel like he can change over time. Um, I've heard some things about his cat catch and shoot threes. Um, I heard he's he's pretty good at shooting threes, but not like off the ball. Do you feel like that can can develop later on? Do you feel like that's a problem for him long term? I, I think so
2: too. You're absolutely right in that assessment. Um, catch and shoot hasn't been killing strong suit this year. Pretty much every single clip that you're gonna watch of him is utilizing that that step back, which. I think of every single player in this draft, Killian Hayes' step-back move no, is he's probably he's the best out of everybody, uh, just in terms of, like, that. I mean, he creates so much space on that, and he's really comfortable shooting off the bounce, which is a good sign. I mean, that's the way you want prospects to come into the league. Uh, as a shot creator, off the bounce, uh, you know, being able to create their own shot, the catch-and-shoot will come at that point. That's going to, you know, NBA shooting coaches can – help him fix that. His form is repeatable. Um, I don't really see any problems with his mechanics and whatnot. Uh, And so I I think that's, you know, that's a concern right now, but that's something that's pretty easy to develop in my opinion.
1: So, so, but you think where his strength is in shooting is his pull-up game, particularly off the step-back jumper.
2: Right. And and that's why I think he's so valuable to uh, the Knicks especially, because when you look at the Knicks, um, I think one of the things that, you know, obviously – there's there's uh, some things that are lacking with this team the biggest thing is playmaking and shot creating especially from the point guard position absolutely and killian hayes is the uh is the exact you know fit of what this team needs in terms of shot creating in terms of a guy just being able to get his own shot whenever he wants to uh playmaking for others and whatnot and so you know that shot creating it's going to help him right away in the nba and he might not shoot great percentages right away against nba level competition but again 18 years old going to be 19 his rookie season. He's got a lot of time to develop uh, and pretty much everything is right in front of him. He's got such a a great skill set on the offensive side.
1: What do you think about the fact that, um, that, you know, I I see a lot of uh, critics saying that he's too left-handed dominant. What do you you think about that?
2: Uh, Yeah, that's definitely another thing. Uh, He he does, you know, kind of only really go to his left a lot, especially when he's attacking the basket primarily. Um, but you know, one thing that he's done a lot better this year is uh, when he does go to his right, um, utilizing that step back on his right side has actually been his main thing. Uh, that step back and then obviously the left side of his body is is facing towards the basket. Um, and that's one thing that he's really improved on this year. Uh, but he, you're right, he is very left hand dominant in going to the basket, um, off picking rules and and whatnot. Uh, and so that is something that he's going to kind of have to come out of his comfort zone with. Uh, but, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Again, it's something that is going to come with maturity. Is going to come with feeling out the game a little bit more. Um, as a 6'5 combo guard, uh, that's something that is going to be easy to develop for him, I believe. And, and kind of just utilizing that right hand because he does have a solid right hand. He's made, I've watched a lot of great right hand passes only this year uh where you know his left hand's taken away so he has to switch the ball his right hand he's making a nice pass he can finish with both hands uh, around the rim and that's what really encourages me about him
3: man yeah, would have
1: the most left-handed players on one <laughs> yeah, team <ever>. yeah facts facts <laughs> oh, man. man um you know there's a lot of point guards in this draft ethan you have cole anthony you have Lamelo ball you have halliburton you have uh maxi you have Mannion. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you see him stacking up against uh, some of these guys, particularly LaMelo, Cole Anthony, and, and uh, Halliburton?
2: You know, and Killian, uh, he's been a top three guy for me for the last, I think, three months. This mm-hmm. is a guy that, you know, he's been on NBA Scout scout's radars since he was 16 years old. Uh, he started playing professional ball at 16 in Germany. Um, and, and, and now, you know, he he's... All, he's kind of formed an identity with himself that this was coming, uh, that he was going to be a top prospect this year. And then his jump this year uh, with UM has been really something to see, especially on the offensive side. That's made him into a top pro- three prospect for me in all of, uh, in all of uh, this year's class. I only put him behind LaMelo in terms of um, point guard play. Uh, I have LaMelo at one and then Killian at two. Um, and that's just because I think LaMelo has the most superstar upside in this draft. But that's, that's, that's a tier of LaMelo and Killian. That's tier one for me. Uh, and then there's a, a big-time gap between tier two. Uh, you know, you look at guys, Tyrese Halliburton, Kyra Lewis Jr., I'm really big on, uh, Tyrese Maxey even, Cole Anthony, Nico Mannion, um, those kind of guys, kind of my tier two. But Killian and LaMelo are in the, really in their own tier uh, in tier one for me because I, I do believe both of those guys have superstar potential from what I've watched.
1: Interesting. How about, um, you know, you, you did mention Halliburton. I think one of the things that sticks out with him is his ability to, uh, shoot the three, especially off the catch and shoot. Mm -hmm. Uh, how do you, how do you compare the two prospects?
2: I think Halliburton is a great, uh, secondary ball handler. I think he's a great secondary kind of shot creator. Um, I think he, I'm actually pretty high on him. A lot of people have dipped on him since his injury. Um, but, um, in terms of Halliburton versus Hayes, the where I give Hayes the nod is in his again, that potential. I think the the floor for Killian is being a passable starter for his entire career. And that's that's really and that's not something to be taken lightly. Like it is hard to be a consistent starter in the NBA, um, and, and that's his floor for me. Like I, I really think you're looking at a combo guard kind of guy uh, that could be a five six time All Star. Uh, With his skill set, you know, and and it all just depends on uh, does he mature? Uh, He's only 18 years old again. Um, But if Knicks fans are looking for a star, uh, someone with star potential, you're looking at Killian Hayes. Like this is a guy that is going to take a franchise to the next level uh, because of his skill set. He's a extremely solid player.
1: Oh, certainly, certainly appears so. I I didn't see much of his games this season. Um, obviously at at eighteen, it's gonna take a while. He looks, he's gonna be a bit of a project still. Jl's, yeah. It's it's if we get there and we pick him, we gotta have the patience to, to develop him. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm
3: pretty I, I'm comfortable. I'm kind of comfortable picking going that high and picking a guy who's
1: already developed. It.
3: Step
1: back three pointer. Someone the step, the three step three back, three back looks. The step back looks nice, yeah. man. The step back looks nice, but uh, I'm, I'm telling you, a lot of the, the fan base is going to be uh, having Frank vibes if this kid isn't assertive. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. definitely got to get into it.
3: Yeah, I still right. Know, and, I, and that's I a, that's it. another
1: thing when
2: you look at like, a, you know, he he's. That's one thing that I think does scare me, especially in a situation with the Knicks. It's on paper, it's a perfect fit. You know, this is a Knicks team that has. Dennis Smith Jr., obviously Alfred Payton, and, and, and Frank. Uh, but, you know, Killian Hayes is, you know, the point guard that will fit perfectly with this team if he does assert himself. And, and, you know, not asserting himself has been one of his weaknesses that I've listed, especially at ULM this year. There was times where he was, uh, and, and not because he was doing anything bad, uh, just because since he's the youngest player on the team, uh, he... he kind of took a backseat to some of the veterans and that's not something that he needs to do at the nba whatsoever because he does have the skill set to really i think be the primary guy on on any team uh that needs him
3: i feel like with a I feel like with if we have rj starting at small forward spot and him starting at the one you know i feel like that's fine if he not that not that not that is it's fine that he's passive but you know you still want him to be assertive but it's not as big of a deal if you're still trying to if you're going through RJ. I mean, if we're still trying to grow him
1: as well. Ethan, still there? Sorry, cut out. What's going? On? Oh no, 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 I think Jay also was talking about the fit with uh, the potential fit with RJ Barrett. What, what, what did you uh, think about that?
2: Right. Uh, you know, and it's it's crazy to think that, you know, these two guys are shot creating left handed players, uh, which are, you know, it, it would kind of be an interesting sight to see. I know you guys talked about the amount of left handed players that you have on the Knicks and Julius Randle, Barrett uh, and Hayes. But, you know, it, it, there's two things in the NBA that I don't think you can ever have enough of. And that's for one three and D players and for two shot creators and Killian Hayes and RJ Barrett from, you know, RJ Barrett, from what we've seen, uh, a a really solid rookie year, in my opinion, all things considered, uh, you know, obviously going behind John Morant and Zion Williamson is no easy task in the draft, but a a really good rookie season from RJ. Uh, But he he showed an ability to play off the ball this year, which was really encouraging. Uh, I, I know he does need the ball in his hands to score, Um, but, you know, playing off the ball for RJ was an encouraging development and that's something that, you know, they can play off each other. Uh, you know, one's going, the other's going, uh, one, one's having a hot night. The other's having a hot night. Uh, they're two shot creators. They're going to be able to get buckets at different times in the game. Uh, and and that's never something that's going to be a bad fit in my opinion. Like, you know, and especially if Killian is able to develop that (laughs) off the catch three, that makes it all the more better because I think that's the next step for RJ's game too. Is just you know being that off the ball, off the catch, uh, knockdown, three point shooter. Absolutely, uh, and that's and that's going to make them you know a, a really nice tandem. You know, some of the best tandems in the league uh, come with just having two shot creators. Uh, you know, John Wall, Bradley Beal with the Wizards. The list goes on. McCollum and and Damian Lillard, uh, and, and RJ and or, and Killian could be you
1: know two shot creators that complement off each other. We're talking to Ethan Piota of the Prospect Podcast. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. We are talking uh, Killian Hayes for this episode of our draft preview. Um, Ethan, a couple more questions. Uh, handles, you know, uh, Killian6.5, how would you rate his handles, uh, ability to break down his uh, opponents on the defensive end? Uh, what do you think about that?
2: Right, he's really smooth and fluent with the basketball. Um, probably just the most under-control player in this draft. When you watch his tape, it's interesting because, like, you get the impression of him being just, like, this floor general kind of guy because of how, like, assertive he is with the basketball, how smooth and relaxed he looks. Um But, you know, like, it's 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 interesting. It's kind of frustrating at the same point because he gets lazy with his handles sometimes. I mean, that could come with age. That could come with him uh kind of just not taking, you know, full seriousness of the situation and whatnot. But there are situations where you see him getting pushed around, uh, where you see his handle kind of just, you know, going around his body, not really doing anything assertive with it. And it worries you a little bit. Um, but, you know, his handle overall, he, he's an assertive guy. Uh, I believe he always makes – he's always looking to make the right play, um, whether it's getting his own shot, whether it's getting a teammate's shot. Um, and, and that's the biggest thing when you, when you look at it is, you know – not so much of the handle, but just the command of the offense that he has, you know, being an 18 year old point guard on a professional uh, team in a good German league uh, this year is, is not an easy task. And, and he handled it pretty well. Uh, you know, being, I think besides him and Zoran Dragic, with who they have over at ULM, uh, one of the two best players on the team. And, and, and you know, I think he's going to be able to come into the NBA. I don't think the handle against the poison point guards will be that big of a problem. Um, because you know you know, guys in the nba aren't going to get up like in college for example and press up on you from the half court line uh and so i you know being able to go through an offense is going to be uh i don't think that big of a struggle for him and I, i'm i'm fully sold on his ability to be kind of that floor general assertive player also able to create his own shot combo guard uh and most importantly just an all-around three-level shot creator uh which is you know one of the most desired things in the NBA sure. is just someone that can score from all three levels.
1: Uh, absolutely, man. How about, um, you know, second round, uh, not second round, but late first round. Knicks do have a 25th pick. Are there any point guards that you have that you, you feel like are late first round picks, uh, to, to watch out for?
2: Yeah. I mean, when, when you look at my, uh, I'm looking at my big board right now, I, I have 75 guys up here. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty crazy. You know, 20, 20 of these guys are, pure point guards uh this is a point guard heavy draft uh it starts at the top with lamello and killian and it, it gets you know it just continues to kind of go there's a lot of guys uh in my opinion that can be good contributors uh for any nba team really when you look at it and a lot of them will go undrafted miles powell peyton pritchard uh, marcus howard three guys you know that were um Yeah, all college basketball teams this year, and they're probably going to go undrafted. Uh, As far as late first-round targets go, uh, I don't know if guys like Nico Mannion, Cole Anthony will be there. Um, They would be there for me, in my opinion, just because I'm not as high on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, A guy like Kira Lewis Jr., though, from Alabama, is someone that I think Knicks fans should definitely be taking a look at. Uh, Really underrated player. Uh, Still hasn't caught the eye of a lot of scouts. A sophomore year at Alabama this year, Averaged 19 points per game. Uh, really just caught my eye in his ability to run an offense. He's a, definitely a smaller guy at 6'3", 160, I believe. Um, but, you know, he, he, he was he's really one of my favorite prospects in this year's draft because I think he's the fastest and most explosive player in the draft. And when you get Kira Lewis Jr. on your team, you're just going to get an absolute pure score. There's questions about his defense. Uh, there's questions about his vision and whatnot. But he is probably one of the you know best scorers in the draft. And great value if he was to be
1: there at twenty-five. Okay, interesting, interesting. Man. Uh, JL, so you have anything else for Ethan?
3: Um, what about this kid Malachi? I think have you heard? Are you up on his game? I think I feel like I've heard some
1: Maladon. Mal- Not Maladon. Oh.
3: Malachi. Yeah, Theo, Theo
2: Maladon or uh, Malachi Flynn.
3: Okay. Is, well, you think he'll be available around a twenty-five range, or?
2: Which one are you talking Theo Maladon or Malachi Flynn? Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn, yeah. From San Diego State, I, I think that's a guy uh, you're looking at, probably a shooting guard um, that's going to be there late second round. Okay. Um, you know, he, he's, again, a scorer. I don't buy him as a point guard necessarily at the NBA level. Uh, some serious handle work would have to be done with him. Um, but I, he was obviously a joy to watch in college basketball this year. Uh, Theo Maladon on the other end, uh, an international point guard that should be there around 25. Uh, is Franklin Nkina 2.0 for me? Uh, oh. kind of the same stat lines coming out of uh, kind of out of international play. Uh, really a lack of burst. Uh, kind of a bigger guard, solid pull-up game from what I've seen. Uh, but again, not super high on on either of those guys for the Knicks. But at 25, there should be a wide range of 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 point guard uh, slash, you know, shooting guard, combo guard, talent uh, that's there. There's a lot of underrated players this year. Another one I just want to quickly mention is Trey Jones from Duke. Uh, and, and you talk about that guy. Uh, he's kind of already at his his NBA potential. I don't know how much better a guy like Trey Jones would get. Um, obviously, in the ACC defensive player of the year uh, this year for the Blue Devils. And, and so I, I'm sold on him as definitely being, at the very least, a rotational player in the NBA. And someone that's not horrible value in this draft class at getting at, for example, 25.
1: No, it no, wouldn't be a bad pick at all, Jails. wouldn't be a bad pick. All right. Uh, leader definitely plays solid defense, can definitely run an offense. Uh, his ceiling might be fairly close. Uh, I, I definitely agree with that. But we should have some good options at 25, man. Um, Ethan, where, where can the fans find you again? You can find me at Ethan Piotta, my uh, my name on Twitter,
2: or at Prospect Pod on Twitter. I'm starting an NBA draft podcast that should be running every single
1: week. All righty, sounds good, man. Well, we definitely appreciate the time, and, and uh, hopefully, we'll have you back on the show as the draft gets closer. Appreciate you having me on. All right, thanks a lot, man. Take it easy. Have a good weekend. No problem. Right. You too. All right, that was Ethan Piotta. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Talking a little Killian Hayes. We're going to take calls. We're going to close this show shortly and then take calls on the next show. We're going to open up the next show and take calls and uh, open open the lines up for the fans to talk. Uh, Jayless, your, your evaluations uh, on, uh, on the Killian Hayes.
3: I like him as a prospect, man. Um, I definitely like him as a prospect. I'm definitely comfortable if the Knicks draft him. Uh, it seems like a safe bet to me you know just just because he he seems like a two-way player p and d guard who can create his own shot i feel like the fact that he's even has a a step back game right now and he can hit that from three means that you know he can eventually be more aggressive and and uh be able to take over a game and i'm not even super duper even worried about that if RJ is here anyway, so I'm, I like him. I like, I like him. I like, I like the I'm like that. He's an also really good passer as well. He's is a, a point guard, point guard, um, and he's just a, a nice. He's a nice safety, a nice safety. I would like him in the Linux. I, 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 I would welcome him. I would welcome him. I welcome Lamelo. Yeah, and Anthony Edwards and and Killian.
1: I, I think so far with me, it's between him and Lamelo still. Even though I know Lamelo can't shoot. I just love the way that he he runs his offense, you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. I, th- I think he can work wonders here, even though the shooting is concerning. What I like about Killian is the shooting is getting there. You know, that step back is looking nice. He can score from all three levels. Right. He can run a pick and roll nice. I know it's lefty dominant, but he can run that pick and roll quite nicely. I'm, I'm imagining Mitch out there just, you know, mm-hmm. dunking on heads, got them lob. As you said, having an R.J. out there or even if you, you're throwing a Frank in that rotation on the wing, you have a lot of capable playmakers out there where, you know, you can you can maybe slide if a Killian's not, you know, chasing Kidd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly.
3: You can actually have real positionless basketball at that point, too. If you have if you do like a, a Frank R.J. Killian thing, you can switch one yeah. without without any problem. You yeah, wingspan. Really he's got
1: about. a 6'9 wingspan. He's
3: 6'5". Yeah, you don't really have to worry about fighting over picks at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially, yeah. and there's no drop-off defensively with him. I'm not saying he's like the best defender right now because he hasn't been in the NBA, but it seems like he's kind of there already. So, you know, I like, I like that prospect. Like yeah, I mean, obviously,
1: listen. He's young. That's a downside. Very young. Still gonna be a project. If, if if you guys can hold on, you guys got patience. Gotta gotta grow. We gotta get stronger. Clearly, you know what I mean. It's definitely not uh, encouraging that he's getting pushed around in that type of league because obviously, NBA he's, he's gonna get manhandled. But that right. just comes with you know being being young and and uh, small up frame and NBA, Listen, the NBA regimen. They'll get these kids right in two three years. He'll be you know twice the size that he is right now. So. To exactly. me, that's not really an issue. Uh, shooting 40% from three, obviously, that that's gotten better. You, you know what I mean? 40% is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm saying, based on what Ethan was saying, that he's oh, improved. He, he's yeah. improved in that area. Yeah, so, and
3: 90, 90% from the free throw line. 90% no from good. the
1: free throw line.
3: That's no joke. Considering how much the Knicks suck from the free throw line. Yeah. Having a guard that can shoot 90%. Having a guard that can shoot. Whoa.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think he
3: shoot ninety percent from free throw line.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I think I would put him and LaMelo above uh Cole and, and uh Hal from what we've seen right now. Absolutely. Right now. Absolutely. Yeah. He said Kyra Lewis Jr. could be a sleeper down by twenty five. What do you guys think in the chat in terms of uh Kyra Lewis Jr.? Those who have seen him play, do you think he lasts as far as twenty five or do you think he goes a little bit after lottery? What do you guys think about a Kyra Lewis Jr.? I don't know that much about him, but it's interesting because I've
3: heard this draft is so wide open. I've heard some people say he's top 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've heard some people say he's top 10, so I can't imagine him being 25.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you even heard Ethan say he's, he's got uh, Cole Anthony and Nico Mannion falling down. So, listen, right. the the beauty of this whole thing is whether you have GMs, scouts, bloggers, whoever it is, so some are going to get right and some are going to get wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, even the GMs get a lot wrong, as we know. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, a lot of things have to go right for a prospect to pan out to their full potential. And, and so this is, it's just an interesting conversation. The point of all this is just to get the audience educated on who these guys are, where they're from, how they play, mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. style of play, and, and, and to envision these guys on our team, how they would fit with our team in our pieces. You know what I mean? Yep. And so that that's how we got to look at it. So um, salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We got 300 people watching on uh, next Fan TV. So close to about 400 on YouTube. Uh, a couple on Facebook. Salute to everybody watching on Facebook right now. Please share these videos. Uh, before we go to um, the next show, JLS, remember, uh, respect to all hashtag new. If you're new in the chat Remember, this show is available in audio podcast format, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Alexa and Stitcher all on the Knicks fan TV. So you can remember that you can catch these in audio podcast format. All right. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is it's 942 p.m. right now. We're going to set the next show for um, in the next five to 10 minutes. So look out for a new notification. What we're going to have to do is we're going to have to end this show open up the phone lines, and then start this show back up. And next show is going to be interesting, Jails. So we're going to get into our all-bum team. The all-bum The juice. all-bum team. This has been going around. You know, since this virus has set in, you know, we've been taking it back with people showing old highlights and been running old lists. So the worst Knicks uh, have come up. And so I figured it'd be fun for us to give our list out and, and then the fans give us their, their five. But we're going to do it by position. Okay. Some people did it just by one name. Some Macri did his by top 10. We're going to do ours by position. So we're going to do the all bums team.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and whatever else you guys want to talk about, man. So we're going to close this stream and start up the next one. Hopefully you guys will uh, get the notification and just come right back in. All right. We'll see you guys in a little bit. Peace.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?